0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, what is going on everybody? How you doing? Welcome to Talking Buffalo Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Patrick Moran. Thank you very much for locking in Casual Friday, even though we are taping this really, really late on a Thursday night. As always, for these Friday episodes, I am joined by Maintenance Day podcast host, noted hockey author, my good buddy, Joe Yerden, which, by the way, this is kind of a sort of a milestone casual Friday for us. More on that in a little bit. What's going on, man? How are you doing?
2: I'm I'm good. You might hear it in my voice tonight that it's uh yeah. that, that it's it might be a little bit more raspy, a little bit, you know, a little bit more uh <laughs> a little bit more radio friendly, I guess. But yeah, two and two, a over two and a half hours of streaming during the draft, uh talking sabers pick. So yeah. Uh, I, I, I know I told you I needed like 10 minutes to take a break. I took like 25. (laughs) So you, you being up super late is also my fault. So I, I apologize for that. No, no, no. I needed I needed a, I needed a couple minutes
1: (laughs) for everybody right now who is either, whether you're watching this on YouTube or, or listening on Spotify or Apple or whatever, thank you very much. Typically for casual Friday, Joe and I hook up somewhere around lunch time on Thursday because Mm. it's not usually like content. Sensitive material that needs to be done, however, this is an exception. Yeah, the first round of the NHL draft was tonight, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking Sabres. So, it didn't make any sense to record a podcast before the draft came out because it literally would be outdated. So, mm-hmm. we decided to take this late. And to Joe's point, um, yeah, Joe, first of all, you hopped on um, the live stream with uh Anthony and Chad over at Expected Buffalo, yeah. mm-hmm. saw you on there for a little bit. And then Joe did his own Twitch for over two hours. So, yeah, voice is a little sharp, but you sound good to me, man. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how
2: good it sounds tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be the real question, because if people call me to do interviews or stuff tomorrow, I'm just going to be like,
1: yeah, what's up? Yeah.
2: You'll be like, <laughs> dude, you, re- you just start smoking. I'm like, no, I started talking.
1: <laughs> this is going to be a very, obviously, Sabres-heavy um, episode of Talk Buffalo Podcast. We will later on have our starting five draft. And when I kind of alluded to a milestone episode, that's because this is the 50th poll that, uh, Joe and I are going to do our 50th 50. draft. I should say 50 starting Jeez. five drafts. literally almost a full year. Now it's been a lot yeah. of fun, even though I've been on the losing end of a lot more than I've won. It's still, uh, it's been fun. But b- before we get to that, let's, uh, in fact, before we get to the draft, there was actual news to come out involving the Sabres earlier on Thursday, and that mm-hmm. was goaltender. Or actually, let's go back to this first, Joe. If you remember during the offseason, it might have been winter, early spring, or, or, or spring sometime. Remember when Kevin Adams said, and, and I'm quoting directly here, we want players who want to be here. You remember hearing yeah. that? Uh, it I I, was like kind it of never Do well, so I remember hearing it? I hear it every day <laughs> uh, from him. Well, apparently, Matt Murray is, ain't one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he ain't one of the dudes that want to be – Around here, there were reports all over the place, which, by the way, was later confirmed um, post draft tonight by Kevin Adams that this deal was close to getting done. He's mm-hmm. on the Sabres then, anyway, but right. um, reports all over the place that uh, the Sabres were working on a deal to land Matt Murray, the goaltender from Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elliot Friedman reported um, that the Sabres were on the no trade list. Like Murray um, had 10 teams, they're on his no trade list. The Sabres were one of those teams Mm -hmm. and ultimately Matt Murray stuck to it. He did not want to come to Buffalo. And I think what might've gotten fans, you know, typically would be like, all right, well, you know, screw this guy. That's like the typical Sabre fan reaction. But then Darren Drager reported that the deal was going to be besides Otto even retaining some salary was they were going to swap the, the Sabres were going to move up from 16 to seven. So had this trade, gone down had matt murray wanted to come here and waive that no trade the sabers would have ended up having the seventh and the ninth pick in uh Mm -hmm. in the draft what are your thoughts on that and also i mean maybe after we get to some draft stuff we might talk a little bit more about the goaltending position Mm -hmm. but uh matt murray was clearly a target of kevin adams and it looks like that's going to be the kind of the player with the cap you know, mm-hmm. I think his cap was what, like 6.25 million. I, yeah, I think I read over the next pretty two years. Juicy. Yeah, it is pretty juicy. But uh, what were your thoughts on that and how a lot of went down? And are you mm-hmm. at all surprised that he didn't want to come here? Because I don't know, man, you come here, you're the number one goalie, man. Right. Get a Get, you get a chance to kind of re-jumpstart your career. I know, yeah,
2: you I, it's I mean, I mean, listen, you guys get NTCs and MCs for reasons. And, you know, you have that right. You can turn it down. So, I mean, mm-hmm. listen you know, players get them. That's fine. I'm not, I, I can't hold it against them. fans can do that. I'm sure. Fans will, uh, you know, depending, um, but, uh, him turning down Buffalo, like, I get it. Um, you know, cause I mean the, the situation in Buffalo isn't perfect yet. Um, you know, it, there's, there'd be pressure for him to, you know, bring this team to the playoffs this year or next. Cause I think he's got two years left on the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he, the, uh, my snap reaction was like, I don't know, uh, that's not the guy I'd be chasing after. But uh, you know, talking to some other people and and looking at his numbers again, his last season he got he got sent down to the AHL last year. Like, he had a rough time. You know, he's had injury issues in the you know in the recent past, um, and he got sent down to he got sent down to Belleville for a bit to kind of get it you know work on his game, get it figured out. Which I mean, for a guy who's won two Stanley Cups, Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's that's pretty tough. like That's it's a lot. That's a it's a hard pill to swallow. Two but, times um, in the
1: top ten and save percentage too. I was looking at those stats.
2: And he, uh but like when he came back, you know, and people were just kind of like, "Oh crap, we got to play him again." Like he stunk before. Why do we got to play him again? Played pretty well. You know, he was, you know, for you know, for for some of the other guys that have been mentioned for for you know guys at Buffalo might r- take a run after Murray and the Murray when he came back from from the AHL was. Pretty solid, all you know, all things considered. But um I I get not being excited about it. The fact that Ottawa was taking twenty-five percent they were gonna take they were gonna take twenty-five percent of it was kind of necessary. You know, two years left on the contract, six and a half, you know, six and change cap it, but the contract's backloaded. So he was owed way more money this year and next year on that deal. So, um, you know, for for Ottawa's case, I get why they wanna trade trade You know, they don't wanna, you know, they don't wanna pay out all that money. And, well, I mean. G Melnick isn't isn't with us anymore, so like that, you know, that aspect of things is kind of still a little bit. I mean, I'm sure that's still the operation there. They don't want to spend a ton of money, but um, but the fact that you know Buffalo was going to now, granted, they you know them getting the number seven pick out of this was that's that's why you do that. That's why you're like, yeah. okay, we can pay him seven million this season, and you know whatever it is the following year after in salary. Yeah, you do that if they're going to if you're if they're going to swap your 16 for you're going to swap 16 for 7. Yeah, okay, fine. That's worth paying that cost and you get a goalie that is probably going to be your starter, is probably going to be your number 1 that's going to be counted on to carry the load. Like cool, like cuz if you're going to take them on, you need that sweetener. Like you need it you need something to make that worthwhile doing. Just taking 25% off of it, that's not enough. Like that's right? not anywhere near enough. So swapping first round picks like that made a ton of sense. Um, Murray probably save sends g m Pierre dorian from himself though because um they were able to take that seven pick after Murray turned it down. They were able to take that seven pick and trade it with thirty nine to Chicago for Alex to bring it, which in Ottawa's yeah. eyes that's a much better deal like that's you know they go from they go from like giving up a giving up their top you know their their top pick. And, you know, a goalie, like getting rid of a goalie that like, you know, they're probably ready to move on from or, you know, they, they just want to get, get rid of the contract, whatever the deal is.
1: Yeah, cap to, relief to a great player.
2: Yeah, uh, right. To getting a, a two-time 40-goal score. He scored 40 goals plus the last two years. And, you know, Ottawa's position's weird because uh, their GM last year... um Beginning of the season basically said, Yeah, the rebuild's over. We're done rebuilding. Like we've got we've got all our young guys now. We're ready to move on. And, you know, as we saw, Ottawa, Ottawa's picking ahead of the Sabres this year. So it didn't really go that well for them. But um, but now they've added a super offensive talent, which they've got some really good young players there, you know. Um, Brady Kachuk's great. Uh Tim Stutzla is really coming into his own. He's a very good player. Um you know, Thomas Shabbat's a really nice defenseman, but, you know, they're kind of lacking in the goaltending department a little bit. You know, some of it's un- untested and unknown. And, you know, they're not terribly deep either, but like they've got some nice players. Drake Batherson's a really nice player. Uh, so getting to Brinket makes them a little deeper, gives them a lot more scoring talent, and it makes more sense. But like, you know, in Buffalo's case, would have been really interested to see who they're sniffing around for at seven. Like that's. I'm really curious to know who they think would have been the guy that they could get there because in my mind, maybe they were thinking that one of the defensemen was going to fall to him, whether it was going to be Nemich or Juracek. Maybe they were thinking like, oh, if we get, if we get that seven pick, maybe we can get one of those guys if they fall down the board. Uh, now, obviously neither of them fell down the board that far. So, you know, if that was the plan, then, you know, say la vie, but like you were still going to be able to get somebody really good at seven. Uh, and then you have the number nine pick on top of it. So, I know. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe you use those two picks to move up the board again. You know, maybe that's, you know, you trade seven and nine to get up to three or something, like something goofy like that, where you're thinking like, okay, maybe, maybe this is what we can do. Maybe you trade it for four. You know, who knows? Who knows? But, um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a bummer for Buffalo, obviously. Cause that, I mean, that's a steal of a deal with Ottawa. Like you get seven, you get your goalie that, you know, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You're getting a, you're getting a money break on, on the goalie. That's perfect. That's that that's the that's the that's a great deal for Adams to try to go for to try to pull off. Now it's not his fault it didn't get pulled off. That's just you know, that's player's choice.
1: That's fine. But
2: and he um, acknowledged
1: that, Adams. I mean yeah. he was, I, didn't, I heard I listened there's no to there's no sour grapes with that. Like that's right. just that's just business. Is this a reality check though for fans, Joe? When you looked at Matt Murray, so he nixes a mm-hmm. deal, he vetoes a deal that would have, you know, brought him the Buffalo. He goes into the season. I can't imagine he doesn't go into the season as the number one goalie. And uh, the Sabres get, again, a, a, another top 10 pick. If you're a fan of the Sabres and you, you've you been surrounded by a lot of um, optimism mm-hmm. over the past several months because of the way the team has looked at times in this young core, and there's lots of reasons to be optimistic. And you're like, okay, this team is going somewhere. And they very well may be. Matt Murray's just one player who might be an overrated player at 28 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. Who do want to come here? But my point is, all right, so you get a goalie who's in a situation where, like, maybe he wants to get an opportunity to be that guy and really kind of, you know, jumpstart his career, and he could come to this team, and, and he certainly would have that opportunity, that's for sure. But he nixes it. Do you feel like that's kind of a reality check for fans where it's like, you know what? We're not there yet where people do want to still come here. No,
2: no, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Obviously that's going to be Adams's line. Like we want guys who want to be here, but I'm, oh, mm-hmm. man, I'm so sick of hearing that. I'm just, I'm so over here in that line. Like that's, that's very tonight, too. company line. Yeah, I know he did. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's the company line. It's the modus operandus. I get it. like, I am fine, you know, you can make that the deal if you want to, but like, listen, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a goalie who's won two cups. Who's a veteran. Who's got, you know, he's got a contract that he signed with Ottawa. Like it says, you know, it's his call. Like he doesn't, if he don't want to go to Buffalo, he don't have to, he does not have to go. Like maybe his experiences in Buffalo in the past weren't great. Maybe, you know, maybe he's been here in the past. He didn't like Buffalo. Maybe, you know, Mike Bales is his former goalie coach from Pittsburgh is is the assistant coach slash goalie coach here in Buffalo. Maybe he didn't have a great relationship with Bales. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those are, you know, those are all things that could be part of that decision-making. But, you know, uh, to say it's a knock against Buffalo, I don't think so. I, I really don't think that's the case at all. I, I, I think that's just you know, that's just the the players own individual feelings about it. You know, I, I mean, yeah, it would be yeah, sure, it would be a, a a good challenge for him. But I mean, he's he's still trying to get his career kind of back and figured out and back in order. Going to a new situation with a new team where, you know, you know, the aspirations obviously are to be to be a better team and to get to the playoffs. Yeah, it's the same situation as Ottawa. So it's you know, it's it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't know, and you know there's that. Now, I know one of the stories is like you know because obviously everything surrounds the the Maple Leafs no matter what. You know the Maple Leafs need a goalie. I mean they they just traded Peter Mrazek to Chicago. Like they're they're looking for a goalie too. You know if they don't resign Campbell, then they're definitely looking for a goalie. But like if they wanted to trade for Matt Murray, apparently Murray would go to Toronto. So like you know, but that's diff- it's a different situation. Toronto is a team that can win the cup next year. You know, like that's like, that's their aim, but, um, but to go to another team that's in the same spot as Ottawa, I understand it. Like, yeah, I, I get it. Like I, I can get it, but it's, it's not, a, it's not a shot at Buffalo fans. If they want to take it as a shot at Buffalo, go ahead feel free. Like that's fine. But, um, but they are, but they're going to get a goalie. I Sabres are going to get a goalie and you know, whether it's somebody, you know, that wants to be here or they just don't have the trade protection as keep them away from here. Uh, that's, you know. That, that's fine, but uh, to to get hung up on Murray, turning you know turning down the deal, like that's fine. I, if, it, it's it, I don't know that you 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 get you earn that right to get it in your contract. You can you can use the hammer whatever you want.
1: I always constantly compare the Sabres losing now to the Bills losing. I mean, the NFL is quite obvious, you know, very mm-hmm. different. You don't get to submit a, a list of ten teams that you don't have to go to in the NFL to get traded to. But I guarantee right. you, the Bills were probably on a lot of those ten lists for 17 years yeah. a little bit telling that, you know, the guy gets to eliminate a third of the league and Buffalo is, uh, is on there. Now you mentioned the goalie. I'm glad you did too. And then we're going to get to tonight's draft. Cause I-, I want you to break some of that down, but I'm thinking as this is going down with Matt Murray, I'm like, and then it falls apart. You're, if you're UPL right now, and we talked about this a lot last week. In fact, I put mm-hmm. a clip of this up on YouTube, but a lot of people had uh, a lot to say about that. Mostly, People agree with you and Lance because that is very likely what's going to happen. They are going to get another goalie, whereas mm-hmm. my stance is, yeah, maybe they do for cap reasons, whatever. But I still feel like at the end of the day, UPL and Anderson are going to be the two that start the season in Buffalo. Today tells me, nah, that's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're UPL, and even if this fails, you know he wants another goalie. Now you know it. Now it's not no more guessing. Last week, we were speculating. Now we know. The Sabers are definitely in the market for another goalie right now. How do you handle that if you're UPL? Because if you're UPL right now, you you gotta you kind of got to know that unless everything fails, mm-hmm. the odds are when the season begins on October 13th in Buffalo against the Ottawa Senators that you probably ain't gonna be wearing a Sabers uniform that night. What are you thinking if you're UPL right now?
2: It's my motivation. If I if I'm looking, at it, that's my motivation, you know, like hey, then you know they. I and like this is going into the assumption that Adams has already had this conversation with him, like, hey, this is what we're this is what we're thinking for next year. This is mm-hmm. what we, you know, this is what we've got laid out. Nothing happens by surprise. Like, I mean, if you do something by surprise like that, uh, you're probably not gonna be a GM too much longer, you know, just you know, not letting your guys know where they stand and where, you know, where things sit. Right. Like, that's that's just that, you know, that's just I mean that that's you know, that's like Tim Murray, Dan Biles, my kind of stuff, you know, where you're just kind of like, uh, yeah, well, you know, they know, they'll, they'll figure it out. Like, no, maybe, what if they just learned it right now? <laughs> you know, like, you know, what if they learned it by watching this press conference? Like what you think of them? Like that's, that's stuff you can't be doing, but, um, I have no doubt Luka knows what the deal is. And like, I, honestly, like his season ended with an injury, you know, with an injury, not his fault. You know, he got trucked by a guy from Utica, um, and you know his NHL his numbers weren't great, so I, he knows that there's a lot for him to prove. Uh, you know his NHL numbers were good when he came up, no doubt, um, but that's not enough of a sample size to be like, okay, he's one of our two goalies in Buffalo next year. Like, you just you can't you can't risk a lot of what you're doing by doing that. Like even like even the Bruins, like Jeremy. Look at the Bruins situation. Jeremy Swayman was lights out two years ago at the end of the season, you're like, well, this kid might be really good. Uh, but like he played nine games and the Bruins were like, well, he's really good. Rescue, is, you know, probably going to retire. Uh, we need a goalie still. And they went inside all Cause you're like, I don't know. Swayman's nine games are great, but like, is he the guy? I don't know if he's the guy or not. And then this year plays out the way it did. And you're like, oh, okay. Swayman's the guy. Like He's almost certainly going to be the guy. Like he had a great rookie season. Um, so like you, you feel comfortable with that it's not the same situation here. You know, uh, you know, Luke and, you know, we've talked about it so much about Luke you know, how his developments got kind of futzed around and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the injuries and all that stuff like that, all that plays a role in him, not getting the development time that he's needed. So I, you know, listen, I'm Kevin Adams. I can't rely on him to be the guy, you know, I can't say, you know, put him penciled in as one of the two guys in Buffalo. I just can't do that. It's not, that's not how I, that's not how like this whole thing that they're doing is, is supposed to play out. Like they got to know what he is. And, and they kind of have a pretty good idea now, but I want to see him totally healthy. I want to see him take the AHL by the, you know, by the ears and really dominate it and really just own up to what they're doing. Now, granted, they got to help him out a little bit, need better defense, need, you know, need better stuff there in Roch to, you know, to help out the goalie. But at the same point, you know you can't really rock a an under 900 save percentage and be like no i belong in the nhl right you know, at the ahl level you you can't make those claims like right? coach love seth Appert loves him thinks he, you know he he goes to bat form all the time i think he really likes him so but like the thing is is that you just don't know for sure and taking a risk like that that's you can't do that when you're in the you know when you're building what you're building in buffalo you can't just take a swing like that and say, no, we really believe in him. And we think he's going to do it this year.
1: Right. Can't I'm starting to that. see that. I didn't see it as much last week, but between mm-hmm. going back and listening to our show and reading stuff and then seeing how things played out today, I'm really starting to register more with me that, Hey, maybe UPL will be the goalie down the road, but it's not going to be in October of of this season. Yeah. Uh, very I mean, it, I like your it, point too, by the way, that the, the key is Adam needs to communicate with UPL. You don't want to yeah. blindside a player. Yeah. you know we like you a lot we like you so much oh by the way and then you read in the you read in the newspaper mm-hmm. that there was almost a trade main at the position right. you play you
2: know? right so i it, but like if he comes out and he just like starts killing it the first you know two three months of the season or something like that and you're like okay all right he's he's ready like you you can make that move kind of easy because you know like listen yeah Again, you love Craig Anderson, you love what he does, and all that. But like, if you need to sit him down to have UPL get games, that's easy. Sure, that's a, that's a slam dunk move. You don't, you don't feel bad about that. And honestly, Anderson's probably like, yeah, if that happens, cool. Like, I, right. I, get it. Um, you know, because obviously, whatever goal other goalie you're bringing in, that's probably the guy you're you're penciling in to start 65% of your games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you know, but if UPL dominates like that at the at, at the AHL level, and you got to get him up here to see if that's for real, fine. Like you, you don't feel bad about bringing him up in that case.
1: I, I definitely, I don't know if I believe in UPL yet, but I know I haven't given up on him because Mm -hmm. he did have. It was a small sample size, but his numbers are pretty good with Buffalo this year, Mm -hmm. better than they were in Rochester Mm -hmm. uh, last season. So, draft. (laughs) We're talking about the Sabres? I remember on this podcast a year ago. I think you might have come up with the, the 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 saying down the drain for Shane. I remember talking about that roughly a year ago (laughs) or so. And Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, the take is on because Owen power was not the consensus. Surefire number one pick about a year or so ago, at least before the draft, you know, earlier in the process, it wasn't a given a hundred percent lock that Owen power was going to be the first pick. It seemed like it, but it wasn't a complete lock. Not like Shane Wright was supposed to be a year ago. Put it that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I know things started to change as it got closer to the draft and you started to hear some rumblings, but man, yeah, dude, not only not the first pick, he won the second or the third pick either. Yeah, So he goes four. And again, I don't know much about these players and I'm not going to try to pretend I do, but I do know one thing. That motherfucker was not happy. No, he, he was no, no. I don't know. Like if he's mad, Seattle picked him fourth, right? I think it was mm-hmm. Seattle. Yep. Right, Seattle. So I think it was, and he looked at that Montreal table on the stage with the Death stare, man. Like he was ready to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And then he put on that phony smile. He kind of got screwed a little bit in terms of uh, you know, just his fit. Now we'll see. Who knows? Maybe down the road, mm-hmm. just be the best thing to happen to him. Right. Um, Cooley went third to Arizona. Kind of the same deal. Like he did not look like he was very happy. You know, I remember when Stefan Gilmore was drafted by the Bills and he couldn't just he couldn't hide the fact that he wasn't happy. Yeah. These guys were not happy. But anyway, we you kind of I don't know if you were stunned that Shane Wright didn't go first, but are you stunned that he lasted to the fourth pick? Because I'm going to tell you right now, again, me, a non prospect knowing Sabres fan, for the only time during the whole draft, was yelling at the team, Oh, the Sabres move up. They got, you know, they got nine, they got 16. Go get Shane Wright at four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> were you stunned?
2: Uh, yeah. It, like, a lot of the draft insiders were talking about this possibly Corey proman uh the athletic was had mentioned this, his final mock draft said played out exactly how this top four played out. Wow. Like that's, and I don't know if we, if I don't know if he nailed the top five or not, but like the, once it, once it got down to right, I was like, that's where I stopped caring about the, because <laughs> I was like, if you say he's not going first. Well, where the hell is he going? Um. So the fact that that played out exactly how Corey had it, you know, I was like, oh, okay. All right. So it is surprising. It's completely surprising. This is the guy that for this draft class has been like, basically since he was 15. You're like, he's the number one guy. Yeah. You know, he's, I mean, his, the skills and the numbers and all that stuff, it's not the same level as McDavid. It's not the same as Crosby. It's none of that stuff. But like since he was 15, he was viewed as the, the elite guy. He, the, he's going to be the top guy out of this class. It's like, you know, like next year with, uh, with Bedard, like Bedard's, you know, people are already talking about like, well, if he was in this class, he'd be number one. It's the Austin Matthews thing again you know like sure where you know if matthews was in the mcdavid eichel draft they're like oh sabers would have taken matthews second like that you know that kind of thing
1: i've already heard the blackhawks are in the process of starting to tank form already uh yes
2: (laughs) 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 they traded a 40 goal scorer who's 24 years old and they picked up a leafs goalie who is horrible this year yes they are (laughs) once you know if they trade Kane, if they trade taves and like it's it's on like it's yeah. they trade they traded Kirby Doc like they just drafted him a few years ago he's gone okay they traded him to Montreal so uh, yeah so yeah Chicago Chicago is very early out front for being for being in the race for <laughs> Bedard but like w- when it comes to right though like Montreal's I think Montreal is lucky they're not in the Western Conference because that that is a chip on your shoulder I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this team up game every time yeah like he plays montreal and like twice a year with seattle like okay you can live with that but man i i don't know what in my mind when it when your choice is between you know a top winger and a top center you take the center because the center does more stuff the center you know the center has more defensive responsibility now if he's terrible defensively then all right fine but he wouldn't be you know the the Consensus, you know, number one pick for, you know, for most people. Um, if he was bad defensively, in fact, he's, he's very good defensively, he's very good offensively, he is the captain of his team. Uh, people looked at his numbers and they thought his numbers were down, which you know, 90 some points in 60 whatever games, still really good. That's really, really good. But people were like, they're like, wow, well, we expected Crosby numbers, we expected McDavid numbers, we thought he was gonna be unbelievable. It's like, well, okay, a that's Ridiculous, you know, once in a lifetime players, you know, oh, he's not as good as this once in a lifetime guy. He stinks like no, uh, his two line mates for the most of the season were like 16 year olds that the coach entrusted him to help them right get acclimated to playing in the CHL and getting better. I don't know. Take that into account. Like, I mean, listen, scouts watch more games. They do all this stuff. You know, maybe they know something the rest of us don't, but it seems insane. It seems insane that, like, that not only that Montreal would just take a winger, which you know, I get it. Montreal's side. I can kind of understand why. Nick Suzuki's really damn good, really great center. They added Kirby Doc. Okay, so you got a couple centers. You know, they're both young. They're both really young. Do You want to add an 18-year-old center to that mix of already really young guys? To me, yes, yeah, fine. Like, <laughs> it's fine. I can live with that because they're if they're all going to be really damn good, that's that's the way to live. Yeah. But. Jersey passing on them, which you can make a stronger argument that maybe they didn't require another center. You know, they've got Nico Heischer, who's a great two-way center. Jack Hughes is a very, very good scorer, and he's getting much, much better as as the years go on. So you can say, like, we don't, they have bigger needs at defense, which they do. But, I mean, you're not, you're not necessarily drafting for need in the NHL draft. You're drafting to, like, make your team better down the road but if you're and Simon Nemec is a, is going to be really damn good he's sure. going to be really damn good he he was a guy that he, in my mind if he fell down the board and like got the seven that's that's why Buffalo goes tries to trade up and get and try to get that seven spot because he'd be like okay we're definitely taking a four forward one of these but if that defenseman's there we're taking him like that's that's what you're kind of preparing for with that with that sort of move but Nemec is really good. Logan Cool, I'm pretty sure Arizona had Cooley's jersey made up. You know, the second the second they got the number three pick because they figured Wright's gone, we're not taking a defenseman. uh, Slavkovsky's not going to be there, so Cooley's our guy. Uh, And then Cooley's there, Wright's there too, but uh, you know, but they were probably not. I don't know. I I can't explain what what their thing is. Cooley's got to be very very good too. So I, I I get it.
1: Yeah, but now, he's in Arizona. So right,
2: right. So <laughs> but now but he's gonna to get to play in a college campus. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not so bad for him. But I mean, I look at it for Seattle, like Matty Beniers falls in their lap in the first round last year, and you're just kind of wow, that's that's pretty lucky. And now this year, the the guy who before this season, two months ago even, was the consensus number one pick falls in their lap. Yeah, it's like you know, so for Seattle, that's an amazing turn of events for them. I compared it to Vegas because Vegas just kept making trades with Vegas around the expansion draft where they just kept handing them quality players. And it turned out to be pretty good for Vegas. Mm-hmm. Seattle is they're doing it more on the traditional expansion way of doing things, you know, build through the draft, start slowly, you know, and go that route. Well, now they've got two guys who are going to be their top two centers without a doubt Yeah, already. Like they're they are That's their one, two punch immediately already. And like, that's, for a slow burn team, for a slow burn expansion team, like that's pretty, that's pretty damn good. So, you know, good for them. But holy crap, man! If this doesn't pay out for Montreal, <sighs> I, I was, I was joking with Chad and Anthony, saying like, listen, Mon- Montreal always—they've been crying about getting centers for 20 years, basically since Saku Koivu retired or when he left Montreal. Like, they're like, we need a center, we need a center, and then they get Nick Suzuki. They're like, we got a center, and it's like, well, you need more than one. And like they get all these quality forwards, and they're like they try to cram them at center, and it's like they're not centers, man. They're, they're wings. Man. This time, they, the the best center in the draft is right there to take them, and they don't. And they take you know a very big, very skilled, very big scoring winger in Slavkovsky. Which hey, listen, great player. He, it's a great pick, but you're picking number one. You can't miss that. You cannot miss on that
1: pick. Yeah. Well, to your point about hockey drafting in general is is so different than football. Because football, you're you're taking guys, even at the end of round one, like Kyrie Elam for the Bills. He's your starting cornerback day one. 99% of these dudes ain't even going to be in the NHL for a year or two at least. You know, so uh, you just, you draft talent and you draft the talented players. Um, and and Shane, Shane right? I don't know him, like his DNA. I don't know what his makeup is. I don't know his personality. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine this dude's not going to have the biggest chip on his shoulder and maybe the history of... Uh, Of the league. But anyway, I want to uh, take a real quick break. We're going to come back. I want to get into the three picks that the Buffalo Sabres made on this uh, Thursday night first round of the NHL draft. Be right back.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: All right, I'm back with Joe and So the Sabres did not move up or down. And with any of their three picks, Kevin Adams did say afterwards that he called about moving up with every pick. At least he made a call. Whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know. Take that if what what it's worth. But anyway, um, at pick nine, I'm first of all this. I'm pretty happy because the Sabres took three players that have semi reasonable, pronounceable names. I am absolutely horrible <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> hockey and names. It's absolutely embarrassing. But uh, pick nine was one of the guys that I actually did spend a good amount of time reading because, uh, Matthew Savoy. And I did say that right. Correct. Yes, you did. You nailed it. I'm glad
2: glad you did. (laughs)
1: Yes, I did. But anyway, I read a lot about him because I, he was in the mix and he was a player. I watched some YouTube highlights again. I don't know these prospects well whatsoever. Like most people, I read Lance from the Buffalo news. I read a lot of the athletic stuff. I read NHL websites, you know, prospect stuff. Um, this guy is is a player that seems to be a a good fit for the Sabres. He's five nine. By the way, all three of the play or the draft picks tonight were all under six feet. Um, Matt is 5'9", 175, shoots right handed. Uh, Played with Winnipeg the WHL, uh, thirty five goals, 90, 90 points, and sixty five games last year. So after the picks, what I started doing, Joe, is I started going to a couple websites and looking at where they were ranked before the draft. Um, mm-hmm. The Athletic Scott Wheeler had him um, ranked fourth overall in the draft. He was fourth on his board. Uh, NHL.com had him fourth among North American skaters. Sportsnet had him sixth. Uh, EliteProspects.com had him ninth. And, of course, the famous Bob McKenzie, TSN, had him ninth. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts on the pick. And uh, he also – I want to read a, a tweet from the media scrum. This is what he said. He says, I'm super excited to be a part of the Sabres organization. They have a ton, a ton of good young talent and veteran leadership. You can sense when a team likes you a little more than the others. And he said that a couple of times that he got a sense that he thought the Sabres liked him uh, more than the others. So again, if you look at the pre-draft rankings, they kind of fall online. I want to get your thoughts. And then I'm going to read uh, an evaluation from uh yeah, athletic as well but first i want to get your thoughts on the big
2: uh savoy was a guy that i had started hearing from some people uh it was about like a uh, nma i want to say nma very beginning of june where uh savoy had a very high profile as a guy like scoring wise speed wise skill wise like he was a guy that that ranked out as somebody who was going to be an exciting guy to draft and I started hearing that like he might be there for, for Buffalo at, at nine. And I was like, okay, all right. Like if he's there at nine or sixteen, like that would be that's mm-hmm. a that's a that's a great guy to to land because because again, it's the it's the exciting level of the talent and the ability and the pace of play that he plays with. Like those are all like these are all things that, that teams are in need of now, you know. Um you look at the style of play the Avalanche do where it's you know, high octane speed, skill, all that. Savoy's out of that mold like that's the way that's the way he likes to play that's where he wants to be so um i i really like the pick and i like it because also very selfishly because i was like that's got to be the guy like if he's there i mean you know weird stuff happening aside like if he's the guy that's there i I think that's the guy you go for even with him not being you know a six foot plus guy like whatever you don't so many guys have proven you don't need to be a giant to
1: have a lot of success in the league. You know, Johnny, I heard, like, some, I heard some Braden point comparisons on the radio. Um,
2: yeah. I, I mean, production wise. Yeah. Like I, I think that's, that's not a bad guy to compare to. Um But like, I mean, if he turns out to be a Braden point style player, Holy smokes, man, like that's, that's an unbelievable addition. Um, But he's but but his his profile and the way the way that he plays the game, man, like that's it's another guy that uh, that offers an element that the Sabers need a little bit more of, Mm -hmm. um, and has maybe a little bit maybe a little bit more to him than say and you know other guys that are similar that they've got you know like Isaac Rosine, you know, kind of similar similar mold. I think Rosine's more of a winger than a center, Um, and you know Savoy, you know, listen. Start as a center can end up being a winger. Anyways, it, you know whatever, it's fine. Um, but that's but it, but I mean, he's a guy that you know they, they you know they scouted very well. You know they asked Peyton Krebs about him. Krebs played in Winnipeg in junior hockey, so um, you know it's it's a guy that got to they got to know a lot about you know through a lot of different routes. So uh, it's a pick that I that I really like for them. I think that's it's just a really smooth pickup. He's a guy that's like I said, he's got to offer an element that they need elsewhere in the lineup. And yeah, I, I, and you know, you don't have to push them to the NHL right away. Like that's, I think that's the, the the main thing. Like you don't need, you pick a guy like this now, you know, four or five years ago, you're like, ah, can he play right away? You know, can we get him on the second line right away? Now you're just kind of like, no, 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 play another year in Winnipeg, play, You know, play another year, you know, play two years in Winnipeg, then go to, go to Rochester. And then we'll get you figured out from there. But I mean, he, Put up some great numbers last year, ninety plus points in sixty games, sixty whatever games. Yeah, just a stupidly good season. So, I like him. I, I like that pick quite a bit.
1: Let me uh, let me put up uh, for you too. But I, I'm going to read this. The Athletic. This was Scott Wheeler. I said had him fourth in his evaluation of these prospects. This is what he said: he says there isn't a player in his draft class whose game thrills more than Savoy's does when he's firing inside the offensive zone. He's lethal. Got extremely quick side to side hands that help him beat defenders one on one off of cuts. He's got an NHL shot, which he can place with pinpoint accuracy from a bad angle and rip by a goalie clean from a distance. But he also loves to change up and slide five hole, you know, on and on and on. I'm not gonna read the whole thing because we'll end up being there all night. But anyway, very high on him. And then you go also to the evaluation of the picks. And um, he was very high on the pick as well. So, Seems like a good pick. And again, who knows how it plays out? You never know, especially with hockey players. It seems they're more they're more unpredictable. Maybe well, actually, baseball draft picks might be the most unpredictable. <laughs> yes. But anyway, uh, so anyway, Matthew Savoy, pick nine on um, the Sabres again, picked at 16, did not move up or down. And they took uh Noah Oslin. Oslin. Mm-hmm. I said, that right, two for yep. two, baby. You nailed it. 18-year-old kid. Uh but he's small, man. Five ten. 164 yeah. He's from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, let's look. I, I looked up some stats. He had 42 points in 32 games uh, or 39 games with your uh, gardens. You'll see how I do it. I'm on fire with pronouncing <laughs> these correct tonight. <laughs> uh, the junior 20 team last season, uh, 10 points in six games at the under 18 worlds. He was named uh, one of the players. In the tournament Sweden won the gold medal. Bob McKenzie. I looked it up. Bob McKenzie and him 22 And Scott Wheeler, who we just talked about, had him twenty-three. He did say in his uh, post media scrum that he has he thinks he only needs one year in Sweden before he comes to uh, North America. Those are his words after uh, being drafted. Uh, I'll turn over to you again. What are your thoughts on that pick? Going with another speedy, uh, skilled, skilled set, smallish forward.
2: Yeah. No. Getting a Swedish kid's always fun because you know. Listen, they've got a they've got a lot of Swedish connections on the team, so that's mm-hmm. that's nice. Um, obviously, you're going to take your time with him. He's you know he's light. You know, <laughs> you know you're not you're not going to play at that size that's of the small. NHL level. Like that's that's, you're, that's just not happening. Um, but you know, but you can. But again, you can just take your time with him. You know, you don't have mm-hmm. to rush him. Let him get a nice, real, full year uh, playing for Jura Gardens and. See what happens there. Now, if something happens where it's like a Rosine situation where he gets buried and he's not playing a lot, then you just be like, All right, man, just get over here, play here. You know, we'll we'll get you developed here, we'll take care of business. But um, they've had the Sabres have had a little bit better luck in the past with with guys coming through Juur Gardens. So I don't think they're sweating that too much at this point. But um, but yeah, he's he's another guy where if you looked at his name through mock drafts. Shows up anywhere. Like you could see him. Some people were thinking maybe him at eight to Detroit. Some people were thinking like, well, maybe he slips down past 20. Like it's, th- this is what we said about the draft. Once you got past about five or six, well, we actually said, once you get past three, things are getting, things get crazy. But obviously this year was a little different, but um the way it actually played out anyways, but he, um I don't know. It, it, it's leaning again on skill and ability. Um with this guy Uh, you know, you're, you're aiming at upside. Like you're not putting all your eggs in the basket on, you know, potential and upside. There's obvious skill there. There's obvious ability, Uh, you know, against his peers, he's scored pretty well. You feel pretty good about that. And that's, that's a real nice pick. I think that's, it's a real nice pick. It makes a lot of sense. And again, you know, they've had very good fortune with Swedes. They've done very well picking guys out of Sweden. Um, And that, you know, you can't always just judge it by, how other guys do but sure um but his profile is very strong uh i, I like the pick I, I you know and you know people getting hung up on just picking centers because you know all three of their picks were were centers but you know adam's pointed out very quickly it's like it's easier to have a guy go from center to wing, center than, to wing. Than the other way so yeah. Yeah. um having that ver- you know the versatility to be able to do that you know is good like uh, you want you want guys this age to be versatile like that's it's a necessary thing, especially at forward, like defense, it's a little different, but, uh, but forwards, like, listen, if you can find the place where they can have the most success and, and put him there, that's good. I, obviously they figured out how to do it with Tage Thompson and, you know, with a handful of other guys, but, uh, but yeah, I like this pick. It's, it's, it's a, it's a solid pick, but uh, I think they're in my mind, I think you're hoping that he, he can spend maybe two really good years in Sweden before bringing him to Rochester. Um, you don't want to have to have feel like you have to do what you did with, with Rosine, where he's, he didn't play any time, hardly any right. time with, with his, with his team. And then you're just kind of like, we can't waste another year with him over there. We got to get, we got to get this under control.
1: Right. Let me read from uh Scott Wheeler from the athletic. I'm going to read the whole thing, but a couple of highlights, his evaluation, he had him again, ranked uh 23rd. He says, Oslin's calling card is his airy agile skating stride. Excellent hands, cleverness, and two-way ability. The skating and defensive aptitude, including on face-offs, make him an able penalty killer, which is pretty cool. And the rest give him clear clear tools of creation at five-on-five five and the power play. Um, he also points out at the very end of the evaluation, too, that he's got two years left on his contract with your gardens, but the second year has an out built in if they aren't promoted back to the SHL. From hockey, whatever the hell that
2: is. <laughs> hockey all Spenskin. It's the it's the it's the second league. There's a yeah. promotion and relegation in, in most of the European leagues, and it, uh Jurgarden got knocked down, so they had a rough season. He also
1: he also says some scouts worry about whether he'll be able to get to the inside and hold his own physically along the wall against pros and he mm-hmm. score a ton even against his peers this year, given his talent level and line mates. But his approach in skating should help mitigate against that. I like him a lot. Okay, yeah. so you know that's another you know pretty good. Uh, you can never yeah. have two way forwards, you know, on this team. Good pick. You like the pick? Yeah, Seems like uh, uh, evaluators like the pick.
2: Um, and then, I'll say this though: like he, Scott mentions, that his strengths are with his skating and his ability to handle the puck. Those are two things that are very difficult to teach as time goes on. Like if he, if he's already a very top level skater with his ability, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge hill that some guys have to try to, to climb as you know, they go through juniors or college or whatever. Um, If he's already at like a, a, at a really good level there, it's one less thing you got to worry about as they, as they evolve as a player. And, you know, if they can handle the puck and weave in and out of traffic, I mean, Listen, puck possession is the name of the game now. If you got a guy that can that can dart in and out and be able to keep keep possession of the puck. Again, it's it's an ability that you want guys to have, especially a center. That you want guys to have that ability right off the hop. Uh I like you know again, the size is is an issue and a guy that's, you know, he again, he's not going to be that big if when he hits the NHL. Like that's just it's not going to happen, but Right. Um but if he stays on like that more slight side of things, you know, when it, when he when he gets to the when he gets the AHL, if he gets to the NHL, if he stays on that more slight side of things. It you know it gets tougher. I mean, NH- listen, NHL is the toughest league in the world. Like we, I don't have to, I don't have to say that. Everybody knows that. Um, but everybody hits harder. Everybody's faster. Everybody's everybody's better at everything in the NHL. So, um, but if he's able to to use his uh, agility and ability to to get around to not get hit. Suddenly that size doesn't look like such a big deal, especially if you're the skating's good and you got good speed. You know, I mean, all it takes is one hit to kind of you know put you in your place. But um but again, like he's he's not gonna stay 155, 165 pounds <laughs> forever. Like that's just right. that's just not the case. So uh, again, when the strengths are in those areas and he's got the really good skill, especially two-way, like you know, you like to have a guy that you don't have to worry about being terrible at his own end. Um, but when you've got those other skills, but you've got those abilities already at an advanced level, then you, that's that you feel pretty confident about leaning into a guy like that.
1: Yeah, okay. So they had one more pick 28th overall, a uh, Yuri Kulrick, Kulrick, Kulich, Yes. 18 years old. God damn it. I thought I was going to get through all three without messing up, but I knew it. <laughs> I said it several times uh, before this podcast. He's 18 years old, 5'11", 172 from the Czech Republic. He looks, even though his weight is only like maybe 10 pounds more, he just looks thicker to me Mm -hmm. than, than, uh, who who the hell were we just? Oh, Noah Oslin. He he looks thicker to me. Anyway, I looked up some stuff with him now. He was uh, the number 13 ranked international skater per central scouting. um, 18 on Bob McKenzie's list. And he was 22 on Scott Wheeler from the athletics list, which is actually one higher than, uh, than Oslin actually. So his rankings, and again, that doesn't really mean much, you know, a year, two, three years from now, but you know, if you're looking for guys who are potential steals, it's pretty cool that this guy that they got at 28 was ranked as higher, even a little bit higher mm-hmm. in a lot of, uh, central scouting, you know, rankings than Noah Oslin was, um, what 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 are your thoughts on that and again they go three straight picks with a uh, kind of somewhat undersized skilled speedy forward
2: yeah he, he seeing him uh, seeing him go to the stage the first guy i thought of was uh, uh was Ivan Drago with the way he looks like he's got yeah. the, he's got the chiseled <laughs> jaw like yeah. you're just like whoa this this guy's a badass just like looking at him you're like oh, okay alright this this guy looks tough. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to cross this guy, but like, I mean, he's not like the big hulking dude. Like he's the strong center.
1: Mm-hmm. The
2: fun part with him is that people are going to look up his stats. Obviously, that's what everybody does. You draft somebody and you're like, okay, what did he do? And you're going to look at his numbers. and You're going to be like, how did this guy go in the first round? Look at his stats stink. You're looking at, you know, you're looking at the 14 points player for this team in the Czech league. Come on. The Czech league's not even good. What the hell's going on here? Well, he was 17, 18 years old playing in the top league and in the check in Chechia, Chechia. Yeah, gotta make sure I keep saying it the new, the, the, the right name, Chechia. Um, and it's the it, it, he had his most points that a player that age has had since Marty, Marty Nates of the Hurricanes did it, you know, a few years back. Um, now he he could play in in Chechia again next year. He can play, he he was drafted by a team in the, the QMJHL in junior hockey, so he could come over, he could come over and play there. If he wants to, or if the Sabres suggest strongly that he don't do that, like that's, that's, that's fine. But the kid, like the, the thing about him that people were, that I, that I checked in with about him, they rave about is his defensive ability. Like they say he's a really strong defensive center, which again, very valuable to have Mm
0: -hmm. in
2: a player that young, um, I would like to see him more again, and this is weird to say, given that he played in a men's league. He played almost fifty games in the in the extra league. Like that's, it's a lot of games, man. Like that is for a kid that young playing against adults. Like I mean, this is the same league. I think I don't think Jager's team was in the second league, but like that's the league Yarmir Jager owns a team and plays in. Like okay, like that's you know that that's that's the level we're talking about here. But um, but he uh. I, I would like to see him more against guys his age just to see to get the better comparison factor. You know, comparing him against, you know, guys who are 25, 27, 28, 30 years old. I mean, that's cool. Like, if he does really well against them, that's great. But also, like, I want to know how he does against his peers. So seeing him, like, you know, his stats in the, uh, the, the under 18 tournament were pretty strong. He scored nine goals in the, in the under 18 tournament. Like, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, pretty good haul there, 11 points in a handful of games. Like, all right, like that's good. Um, but that's why I, I kind of want to see him go play in the queue next year or this upcoming this season coming up. We're in that weird transition time between the season just ended, the new season's not here yet. Like what the hell? Um, but I I but I mean listen, there's a ton of ability there. Uh and if if he if that offensive game doesn't totally evolve. As a you know, when he gets, I mean, he makes his way up into the pros in North America. If it doesn't totally get there, but the defensive game's really good, fine, fine. Like you, like it, if a guy's got that ability somewhere within him, you know that the goals can happen at any time. But, but if he's asked to be the kind of like tough flex guy to to get those tough assignments and defend against top players, boy, that's a win. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you already, and not to get this kid too far ahead down the road but you know you're looking at a team that's got tage thompson you've got dylan cousins you've got you know you've got all these guys up the middle that their roles seem to be pretty clear already you know peyton krebs all you know these you know all these players so if you get a guy where maybe you're thinking like at worst he could be like you're in your bottom six lineup i mean that's great i mean obviously you want to have higher expectations for guys you take in the first round but I don't know, but if that's like the base level you're looking at, that's it's a pretty solid pick. That's a yeah. really solid pick. So I, I, I like I said, I want to see him more against guys his age just to get a better idea of where he sits at that. But I mean, listen, if you got him playing in the in the top league in, in Chechia, like okay. Like because you know he's doing very
1: well if that's the case. You look at Savoy and you look at Aslan and, and Coolidge, and it's like you definitely want to get excited because the Sabres already have a nice little young core now. And and Mm -hmm. then you got Quinn and you got Paterka and, you know, maybe two, three years from now, these guys come up and uh, it is exciting. So they end up making all three picks. Now that it's over, are we looking at a team right now? When you look at Kevin Adams and the the makeup of this team, we didn't want to say anything before the draft because it was always possible that maybe the Sabres package a pick and a player, You know, there was some Olofsson talk, things like that. Maybe take Olofsson in a player and you go and you trade for a really young veteran that might fit the mold of this team. Not saying that can't still happen. It still can, but -hmm. it won't happen with these draft picks. um, Well, I shouldn't say that either because they can still be traded. But anyway, nothing has happened. Do you start to feel like when it comes to the Buffalo Sabres and, and Kevin Adams and his plan, and he's talked very openly about it and very candidly about it, Do you you get a sense, because I do, that at this point they're going to just do what they got to do to get to the cap floor, and this team is going to be this team with another goalie, and who knows who Mm -hmm. the goalie is going to be. But with the exception of goalies, assuming UPL is not going to be the guy with Craig Anderson to start the season, is that pretty much all it's going to do is get to the cap floor, and we pretty much already have our team for next year to continue progress? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't think the cap floor is a big worry. I think they're I think they're okay there. I think whatever contract they get Olson done with is going to take care of a lot of that business. Plus, they got you know four or five other RFAs to get signed. That's that all that stuff's going to come in at around ten million or so. Mm-hmm. Um, that and that really that more depends on what Olson's contract comes in at. Like everybody else is is going to be a pretty standard re-signing. Um, so yeah, there the floor is not a worry. Like they you know they you want to get a few million dollars over the floor, which they will. Like they you know Adams has talked a lot about sign you know adding a couple of forwards which I know people are like, well, well, you got to put them. Well, they need a number four center. So that's one, that's, that's one spot, but, uh, and you probably want to add some, you, you want to add some, uh, some depth skill there maybe, Um, but you're not going to, you can't, you're not going to break the bank. If you
1: don't, you you don't have to. Don't hold your breath for fireworks.
2: No, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't think fireworks are are really a thing. I still wonder what it's going to take for them to get the goalie that they're, that they're really. Eyeballing on, obviously, you know the the Murray thing falling apart is a bummer, um but it shows to me that Adams is is a being aggressive and b looking for different solutions. You know, maybe not necessarily the more obvious ones, because um, I, you know, I mean, if they do that Murray thing, like the the cap floor isn't a worry anymore. Like that's that's done it. That you know, sure. Added, you know, and you add Bishop and then you add Murray. That's there's 10, 10 plus million right there. But um, but it does make me wonder, like, where else they might look know like that's that's where I, I wonder where things could go. Now you know we, we've talked about free agency like that's not really an option. Colorado Darcy Kemper just won a Stanley Cup is is gonna be going to free agency because they just acquired uh, Alexander Georgiev from from the Rangers and they said Georgiev's gonna be a starter already uh, for Colorado next season so I was like okay like okay now is Kemper a guy for Buffalo probably not I mean again just want a cup he probably wants a few years on a deal we don't. We, right now, we don't believe Buffalo is a team that wants to get a goalie on a you know to hand them out like a you know four or five year deal like that. Doesn't seem like the way they're going to go about it. But you know, maybe Darcy likes a project. I don't know. Like, you know, you know, you don't know. Like Darcy can come in and be like the the guy who saves Buffalo. Who knows? You know. Like, but um, but like that that when it comes to like you know fireworks e kind of stuff, the trading for a goalie seems to me more like the likely road. Just because free agency thing didn't really work out that great last year, so Um, and there's a ton of teams that need goaltending. Like there's (laughs) there's so many teams that just need goaltending help. Period. So Mm -hmm. you know you you don't want to get into that pond with a bunch of teams in free agency because some of those teams might be more attractive locations or might have better opportunities. So, um, but a trade, trade to pull out a goalie is is still something in the back of my mind that seems more likely. But I yeah. don't but I don't know how you go about that. I the, the goalie thing hinges on what they're gonna do in free agency at forward because you can tack on a forward in a deal or use we a, forward out, a deal.
1: Do we find out sooner than later? Like is there a good chance that we're having this conversation next week and the Sabres have done something in goalie? Uh,
2: free agency I, starts next Wednesday. Starts Wednesday. Yeah, I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, it is Wednesday. It's uh yeah, the thirteenth. So yep. um yeah, I, I think by the time we have the discussion next week, we already know who the number one is. Um, I hope so, <laughs> or at least the guy competing to be the number one. If it's if it's the guy, if the way we have to phrase it is the guy competing with Craig Anderson to be number one, yeah, that is a, a problem. <laughs> and again, that's not a knock on Craig. I love Craig right. Anderson, but like realistically like that's that cannot be that cannot be the phrase we have to utter a week a week from now about what the goaltending
0: thing is
1: <laughs> for people who by the way if you want to keep score when the Sabres made their trades last year when they traded Rasmus Landon and Sam Reinhart um so wow. Oslin ends up being the pick for Rasmus right Philly 16 no. no no you're forgetting Jack Eichel Oh Jesus! Sixteen is the Eichel trade. Yeah, Isaac Oh my Isaac God! Was, Isaac
2: was the Ristolainen trade.
1: Yeah, that was that was the year before. You're right. So Jack <laughs> Eichel, so Oslin will be connected with Eichel. So it ends up being mm-hmm. Oslin Krebs and um Tuck. and Alex Tuck. Mm-hmm. So and then problem.
2: whatever second third round pick or
1: whatever the right. Hell got. And that right. it kind of puts a little bit of pressure on him. And then uh Yuri Kulich will be the guy that was the Sam Reinhardt trade along with mm-hmm. Devin Levi yep. as well. So for people mm-hmm. uh keeping score at home anyway. So before we get to our draft, the Saber schedule that came out, I'm not going to post it. And if you're a Sabres fan, you're already, Wait, we got to
2: pick the wins. We got to pick the whole schedule. We got to Howard Simon, Joe picks
1: the Sabres. <laughs> do eight. all 82 games. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we will do, you know, no, just, we're not doing assholes, that just to be assholes. We're going to do that at <laughs> oh some God. point this off season. We'll do it at the all beginning
2: so, of every month. How about that? Just pick the games for the whole month.
1: Season opener, October 13th. We already said that Ottawa mm-hmm. and home. Um, Saber Maybe sweater. Matt Murray will
2: start that game for Ottawa.
1: <laughs> Sabres after dark. That's a big fun thing on Twitter. Sabres yeah. after dark, the hashtag. That's mm-hmm. right away. Four-game yeah. Western swing, October 18th through 20th The Western
2: Canada swing, too. Yeah. Like They Edmonton, usually do that shit in February, and it's Edmonton,
1: horrible. Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. Uh, Jack comes back with Vegas November 10th. And then I looked it up. There were two separate four-game homestands for the Sabres this year. And mm-hmm. Toronto doesn't come to Buffalo until Tuesday, February twenty first, which is their only time in Buffalo for the season. So, uh, oh, wow. yeah, that's all the way. That's so that means they're only playing
2: the Leafs three times this season.
1: Yeah, two, on, two in that's Toronto. A, what a break! I for the Leafs. I, 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 I looked. I know it is a break <laughs> for the Leafs, man. Sabres <laughs> own the Toronto Maple Leafs as bad as they were. But uh, yes. anyway, just yeah, a couple, um, just tidbits, like I said, with uh the schedule. So, all right, again, this is our fiftieth starting five draft. This has been a lot of fun over the last year or so, even though, again, I haven't done so well, including last week. Last week we did our best fast food chains and uh, Joe won 61% to 39%. Um, I'll recap that. Joe took uh, Chipotle, Popeye's, Taco Bell, Five Guys, and Arby's. I went with Chick-fil-A, Zaxby's, McDonald's, Wendy's, and Culver's. Look. Look. Um, you won. You deserve the W. I'm. I'm really not. I have no gripe with not winning the poll. Um, I didn't do myself any favors. Though. I certainly didn't play to most of my audience as base in Western New York with the Zaxby's pick and, and Culver's. Yeah. Though I stand by those them. are both good picks. If Zaxby's and Culver's was in Buffalo, this draft might have been different. Yeah. With voting wise, um, good if,
2: if Culver's was in Buffalo, you would have people fighting about Andersons
1: versus Culver's. Absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent, absolutely. And again, this is our milestone fiftieth. So, just for people out there wondering, you've won because some people think I've never won a poll. I've won some. You've been been accused of
2: tanking for like yeah, I think each I, of the I, last four weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I pretty much have. That was probably the general <laughs> sentiment. If you looked at the uh, comments, uh, it was Are you even trying? You know, yeah, same shit as always. <laughs> but um anyway you've won 32 <laughs> and i've won 17 mm-hmm. so you've almost let me i mean almost. you got a, you got a very healthy lead but i've won yeah, a couple yes. here and there i've won, yeah. like I
0: again,
1: won like, 17
2: things have been so weird with the polls last like what five six seven weeks like we we like every time we we, we recap closer. it we're like oh how do we think this is gonna go and we're never right
1: this one we're never actually, right Believe it or not, this was 61, closer sixty one thirty nine, 39, is, which is a blowout. But by the, the standard of our polls, it's actually, that was relatively close to a lot of what we've done recently, by oh, the way, so I you want, rallied
2: too. Cause I raced out to a monster lead. And I was like, this is kind of stupid. Like I, I was like, come on, man, but yeah. you rally, you rallied to get it to there.
1: <laughs> at least Semi respectable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I I'll tell you what I wanted. Based on James Kahn passed away. Which sucks, yeah. man. You know, Ultimately, man. Man. anyway, it would have been really cool to do a uh, in tribute to him to do a James Con movies, but then I'm like, whoever picks the Godfather, yeah, y- your, your least favorite thing is somebody looking at one thing and saying the poll's over. Yeah. That would have happened a ton mm-hmm. because I mean, no, come on, no, him the, and the, the Godfather, the poll is name. over after Godfather, yeah, it's over. So whoever had the first pick, that was the poll. So, not going to do that, but recipes. Uh, James Conn what we are going to do this week is comedy TV comedies since 2000 so any comedy that's been around since 2000 or newer Mm -hmm. is is fair game here now uh, you know I didn't even look at this before yeah I did have the first pick I actually went with Chick-fil-a which did not go over well quite obviously so you're going to be on the clock and you're going to have the first pick here again TV comedies since 2000
2: you're going to hate this shit out of me. It's the office yeah, yeah. is number one. Uh, you know, I have my beefs with the later seasons of the office, but the first five seasons, of the office are friggin' perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't need to talk the office to you of Not all me. people in on earth. You're the last person I need to justify picking the office. So, all I know is that I'm breaking your heart by taking the offer. You are. So that's, I, that makes was, it worth. That makes was, it worthwhile.
1: I was kind of hoping you take. <laughs> it would have been <laughs> obvious with me. I haven't binged it in like almost six months. Though now you're uh, due. You're overdue. I am definitely overdue. All right. So <laughs> that, that would. That's not surprising. I'm. I'm. I'm disappointed. You had to know that that's how it was going to play out, right? Yeah.
2: Or did you think I was going to go? I mean, there's a, there's a few other picks that I would like to
1: make, but I think everyone in the world knew that I was taking that if I had the first pick. I, <laughs> yes. I, I think that was obvious. I, to be honest with you, though, I don't know. I thought there were a couple that you might go with. Yeah, um, I mean, so all right, well, I got to bounce back here. Um, you, you know, know what? Yes, I'm in it to win it this week. <laughs> I feel like I'm locked in with these categories right. or with these uh, shows. So you take The Office, which would have been my first pick. I'm, I mean, I cannot lie, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my first pick. I'm going to go with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was
2: already already typing that in.
1: (laughs) It's been around now for a long time. And we've kind of talked about this because we've had other categories where like some of these are going to be picked again because they were different, Mm -hmm. you know, types of things. Um, Right. So they kind of intertwine a little bit. But yeah, man, just the gang and the way they throw each other under the bus. They're all best friends, but they fucking pretty much hate each other. Oh, yeah absolutely awesome and that show is still well i shouldn't say it's still good because i did watch the latest season and that wasn't good but this show in its heyday was one of the funniest shows i've ever seen so i'm gonna go with that and i'm gonna go with another show that's still on and this is what i know you like i'm gonna go with curve your enthusiasm yeah Mm -hmm. um i i look i love larry david man i just love it's an adult version of seinfeld or more r-rated mm-hmm. version basically of yes. seinfeld and <laughs> yes. i just there's terms and things that come from that show to this day you know like the accidentally on purpose mm-hmm. you know i sent sending a text to somebody or something like that just things like that I, I still laugh my ass off to this day larry david is just funny um it, it's a great cast too um mm-hmm. yeah i feel pretty good about that sunny and philly and uh curb your enthusiasm
2: yeah, no, I zero arguments with either of those. Those were two on my list that I was like, boy, I hope you don't pick those. <laughs> but I was you're like, two if you're on
1: my board, I learned my job. I'm calling it the John Elway rule. I am never not gonna stay with my board again.
2: <laughs> that's the you know, honestly, that's the right way to do it. Uh, <laughs> but you did leave another one of my favorites on the board, uh, and it's arrested development. And yeah. I and I know arrested development can be uh kind of an acquired taste, but like mm-hmm man oh man the first what three seasons of that are perfect i love it that is a perfect damn series and i'll mention i'll mention one in comparison that i'm pretty confident you're not going to pick and i know i'm not going to pick it but it, it the fact that it produced an immediate copycat that's not nearly as good in modern family tells me that arrested development was a perfect show
1: yeah yeah, you know, like, I, 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 I,
2: and because I, I full confession, I do not care for Modern Family in any way. But to me, it's like it's okay. it's, it's okay. rated PG, it's rated G. Arrested Development, because Arrested development's not a rated R type comedy show. Mm-hmm. It's, it was still it was still on network TV, but like it's a soft serve version of Arrested Development. Like same thing. Oh, wacky family, wacky rich family does dumb shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I've already watched that series. <laughs> you know, like I don't care if they win all the damn Emmys. It's not a great show
1: for I me. never thought for of Nate. that comparison, but that's a good one. You're right. Yeah. I, Nate yeah. Geary might yell at me about it, but I don't care. If
2: Nate, if I know Nate loves Modern Family, which means I'm very correct in my in my opinion. <laughs> so um the uh my next pick though. Uh hmm. I'm just going back down my list here just to make sure I'm not skipping over something that I like way more. Uh, just to make sure. Um, no, I no. I'm gonna just, I'm just stick to my guns here. Parks
1: and Rec. Uh, I was I was going there next. Damn it's it. I I know it's like
2: uh, I feel like that. It's one that I was late to. Uh, but goddamn, what a show! It's just you know classic, great comedy with like a nice heart to it and like insane characters, which is wheelhouse for me.
1: <laughs> i I'll, I'll tell you right now. I hated the ending of it. I got a call, I got something stuck in my throat. That's it's fine. I hated the ending of it, but it's one of the best shows, period. It -hmm. was right there with The Office. Yeah. Despite I hate the way the the, the, the time lapse went so much into the future at -hmm. the very end of the series. But man, you want to talk about a show that produced a lot of stars too? Holy or God. I already had stars and then yeah. produced more stars with Chris Pratt? Oh my God, it's an mm-hmm. awesome fucking show. And I was literally going to pick that next. All right, so I got two here. Well, I, could, I thought I was taking that one. And I'm not. All right, well, one of them's easy because I thought I had my next two. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with 30 Rock. Okay. I love that show, NBC show. Uh, Alec Baldwin was awesome. Tina Fey, again, another great ensemble cast. Tracy Morgan was like the star of the show, but I, he wasn't even one of my five favorite characters I, on the show. But mm-hmm. it was just so damn funny, man. And it never really fell off for me. I, I really like it a lot. So, my 30 Rock. Uh, this is where I get a, a choice between stick the two. Your, I was really... Parks and I am Parks and Rec and 30 Rock were... I was really feeling good about them. And Parks and Rec kind of... You know, th- this is one... I have to I have to stay on my board, and I know this is a show that a lot of people love, and some people and if you don't love it, you hate it. It's like not people who say, Oh, this is pretty good. It's Mm Shits Creek, and it's relatively it's it's kind of new. I love Shits Creek, man. I thought it was an absolutely hilarious show. David is one of the funniest characters on TV, and his sister, uh Mora was hilarious. I I just I love that family on there, and this is about TV comedies, but that Mm -hmm. show also. Was kind of an uplifting show, man. It was there was a lot of feel-good moments. There was a lot of tenderness to go with that comedy, but it was just hilarious, man. I laughed my ass off. And I know every time I, I bring up Shits Creek, I think of Marcel Louis Jacques. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, who you know, oh he yeah here in <laughs> Buffalo. He hated the fucking show. He goes to and he's done <laughs> funny about it. So I almost I have that. I'm kind of a little bit gun shy because I hear somebody like Marcel say that, but you know what? Mm-hmm. I love Marcel, but screw him when it comes to this. So. <laughs> I'm going Shits Creek. So 30 Rock and Shits Creek. So you've picked three and you've got two more. I got a steal that I'm hoping to get. And I don't even know how to play for audiences, but it's one that I want bad.
2: Uh, I really hope I'm taking that from you right now. I really do. Because uh, my pick is Veep.
1: Oh, it's a great show, too.
2: I, I Julie Louis Dreyfus, freaking rules on that show, man. So good.
1: Great cast,
2: so good. Yeah, super. Everyone's funny
1: on that show. Yes, the cast like perfect.
2: Uh, yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. It's just such. A, it's such an insane show. And like, the only thing that might take away from it is how like how politics has been the last few years, where it's kind of like, oh, it's every, like the parody that they do on Veep is kind of like. Yeah, I mean, can you do can can you be funnier than normal life? (laughs) It's (laughs) it's tough to like outdo what normal life became, and it was like, oh well, okay, I I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I freaking love Veep. Veep's Veep's so freaking great. Um, my last pick is tough because like there are so many that I that I really like that I feel very comfortable picking there, but in the back of my mind, I'm just like how many people have actually seen this, you know, or how many people were in as into it as I was. Oh. And then I get stuck and I'm just, and this, this is where you make fun of me for, for picking the, making the good pick as opposed to the, the, uh, the pick that people know. And I'm like, what? okay. What? Um, Cause I mean, we'll, we'll go over some of these <laughs> yeah, afterwards, obviously. Um, but I'm going to go, this show always made me laugh like an idiot because it, it and it's 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 a concept that like initially I hated because I thought it was just dumb as shit. But then I watch it. I'm like, oh, it is dumb as shit, but it's really funny. Uh, it's the league. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. oh, man. I thought Veep was going to be the one that that you were going to be nope. pissed by. Oh, it was man. The league. It was dude, the, the lead oh my god. So much stuff in that. Like, and my favorite character on the whole damn series is Jason Mantezakis. Holy God almighty. He he walks into every scene and he steals it because he's an insane person, a completely insane person. Even like Nick Kroll. I don't really like Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll's really good on that show.
1: Uh, I could have <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I could have taken that in the third round yes i i I, I yes. literally I did not think you were gonna take that. I literally was hiding it or stashing it for the end. I absolutely would have taken I knew you weren't gonna take shits Creek no i I no. was confident you I thought I'd be able to stash that, and that would be a, like my fifth round fucking steal my gem. I love that show, man, yeah, Rafi, I love everything about Rafi, that show oh, I fucking Rafi, oh God, God damn
2: what, what like that. What like when that Rafi started showing up in that? I was like, who the hell's this guy? Like this guy's disgusting. And then it's like, no, he's disgusting for a very good reason. Oh,
1: <laughs> man, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, man, I, I, feel, bad, dress, I feel bad, but also I don't. All the drafts we've done, I am. This is about as shocked as I am with a late round selection, anyway. Because I, I did not think you were going to take that. I really did it, man. I should have. That's I, just bad strategizing.
2: I think what I think the part that hurts it is that they stopped making it right. Like they, there hasn't
1: like, they just shit. stopped doing it. Didn't they? Um, I, I don't know if they abruptly canceled it. I don't know. I don't think they abruptly canceled it. I, I, I can't remember how it ended to be honest with you. I just the whole concept, just that whole crew and mm-hmm. terrible. They were to each other. It was kind of like sunny and Philly in a way of just friends who are really terrible to each other and just shit talking. Absolutely. But that's how football fantasy football leagues are. You, you, yeah. you talk shit to each other, you know, mm-hmm. the, you have the chant to Shiva, Sacco, oh, the Sacco. God man, Taco was so fucking funny, <laughs> Rafi. Oh my god, I am absolutely, honestly, legitimately disgusted right now. All right, I had to up. make sure
2: I was looking at you to, to see if that was the pick. So, I, and then and, you immediately ripped your headphones off. I was like, okay, that's when
1: yeah, you I'm go back. Go when you if we go you go back and you watch the videos, you're starting to discuss the parameters of what you were picking, the yep. concept. I kind of sort of felt what was coming. And I kind of, I think I went like this at some point kind of moving. <laughs> like, no, watch it. on a movie. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, I got to make a pick. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, I don't know. Maybe it's just me and you absolutely love this show. And we're going. It, God that's no very time. possible. That but is
2: extremely possible. Like I said, Nick here. Nick Kroll's kind of unlikable. So I'm I can just understand just people just feel like I don't like that show because of him.
1: I'm hmm. That might, you know what? After this draft, this might be the next show I re binge The league I'm talking about. I might go yeah. back and and binge that again. All right, so I got one more pick, and I got to stay on my board. And I'm, it's it's a funny show. It's actually probably a more um, mainstream, popular show. Um, Scrubs. I, nice. I like scrub, I like Scrubs. However, it is a comedy, but it was mm-hmm. also kind of annoying. Like Zach, yeah, annoyed, Like mm-hmm. they and the characters annoyed me at times. And what mm-hmm. I really liked the most about Scrubs is it kind of had a message like behind each episode. You know what I mean? Like a more serious message or classic sick
2: like... old, like 80 sitcom. Type yes,
1: things. yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I just, when I, when I look at my board and that's, that's the best of what I got left literally at the end, there's nothing. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. 10, all 10 picks between you and I all, this is the first time this has ever happened in all of our drafts. I've always had one or two picks left over mm-hmm. to choose from. Scrubs is the last on my top 10. Wow, it was 10.
2: Well, to make you feel better, the other show I was thinking of was Scrubs. Like yeah. I was, it was a toss up between Scrubs and The League, and I was like, all right, because like there are some other ones where I was like, ah, oh, this show is really funny too. Like, um, Party Down, I love Party Down, yeah. Party Down's friggin' funny as hell.
1: Scrubs is, uh, you know, it's funny, but it's not that funny. Now, there are three shows that I have written down. Is shows that I think are overrated that are mm-hmm. really, really popular. And you mentioned one of them already modern family. I think modern family was all that funny. Um, the other one too, were how I met your mother, which was yeah. the graphic for the lead into this draft. I liked Barney, but the, I didn't care about Ted. Ted was the know, ending to that know. show kills the entire yeah, it's the one, series. It's maybe the worst ending that I've ever seen on a TV show that I was ever invested in. So anyway, how I met your mother and big bang theory. That's another one. that's very, very, very popular. Mm-hmm. I just never really, I never, that never got, never anything. entered my mind once. The other, and then the one I had honorable mention was community. I did like community. Yeah. So I at least, yeah, with one. that one. But, uh, some right, of the really... anime,
2: I don't know, some of it the, was the animated series, which that tends to give us, some, people give us crap about that. They're like, it's not a really mm-hmm. sitcom. Like, okay, you can tell me Archer's not a great show. Like, come on. Man. Like, that whole thing's like standard, like sitcom setup, you know, like that, that Archer's, I love Archer, but. Um, but yeah, it's like there was too many, too many easier picks, too many,
1: too many picks, too many other picks that made sense. Let me recap these real quick here. So, Joe went first overall. Joe took the office, arrested development, parks and rec, veep, in the league. I took Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, curb your enthusiasm, 30 Rock, Schitt's Creek, and Scrubs. I mean, honestly speaking, I don't hate my roster, at no. all. and I will tell you, as the number one office fan out there. I get a lot of pushback on Twitter. Like if you said, what's the most overrated show, you're going to see a lot of people say The Office. So don't be surprised when this poll comes out if a lot of people criticize that pick. And trust me, I get The Office for everything. So I I, hear it a lot.
2: I also wonder if people are going to be like, oh, Pat didn't get The Office. Well, now I can speak how I much like, I like The Office. (laughs) I just do it to bust Pat's ass.
1: Nobody, like I said, uh, (laughs) when it comes to The Office, takes more shit. There's no in-between with The Office. Fans either love the show, Mm-hmm. I you know no, made saying?
2: it. I made it very clear. Everything after season five is very spotty for me. So, like poll. the first season, the first five seasons of that are as as good as it gets.
1: 50th poll. It would be nice to even win or lose. Let's just have a a close one. Anyway, follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Eury Maintenance Day Podcast every Monday. Joe's going to be doing some twitching. More yeah. of it soon. So like not just in general. I mean, like, I say,
2: sure general, you, I mean, like right. actual Twitch, the like streaming the Twitch element. The, the stream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you follow my Twitter. I'm sure I'll have updates about that. All right, man. Sabers draft at least round one. I should say in the books. It's not like the you know second and third rounders can't go up, come up and be become great players as well. Right. But uh. Anyway, good time, man. Good show. Thanks for doing it so late. We are literally what we're after one o'clock oh, in the man, morning now. So this will it'll be out. Hours. This will so. be up in six hours. <laughs> you know what's funny? We were talking. So you did the switch and all this stuff, and your voice was the one shot. But you could hear me. I'm coughing. My voice is hoarse yeah. as hell, man. I'm the one who lost my voice. Anybody, Thanks, any,
2: anybody who watched this video saw me slamming water every time I wasn't talking. So we'll we'll see how my voice sounds tomorrow.